Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. Living a healthy, balanced life is no small feat, especially when you're a mom. With meals to cook, laundry to load, work to do, and humans to raise, it can be easy to feel like we're in an on-again, off-again relationship with healthy living. But it doesn't have to feel this way. I believe living a healthy life has become way too complicated. What we need isn't a new plan or program telling us what to eat or how to live. We need simple, uncomplicated routines and information that's going to help us live our best, most beautiful life without rules and restrictions. Join me, Kristen Dofniak, holistic health coach, certified intuitive eating counselor, and mama of two for weekly conversations on what it means to live a healthy, balanced life, uncomplicate eating, and simplify in every area of mom life. Hey friends, welcome back to the Healthy Balanced Mama podcast. So many women come to me feeling like they are doing all the right things. They're eating really well, they're working on eating balanced meals, but they're having a hard time stopping when they're full. And now this can oftentimes be one of two things. It can often be a response to years of restriction and when we've quit dieting and decided to take a more balanced path, Sometimes our bodies just need a little bit of time to know that you are going to give them food and you're not going to stop. And this does slow down once your body begins to understand that you are no longer restricting and you develop that trust. But the second thing that is oftentimes off is that they're not really eating satisfying meals. So today I want to talk to you about what a satisfying meal looks like and how you can bring more satisfaction to all of your meals. All our body truly craves from food is feeling and being satisfied. This is being satiated and nourished, but when we are satisfied, we don't feel the need to overeat. We can eat just enough not too much, not too little, and we can experience that hit-the-spot feeling with food. How often do you feel like that when you're dieting or trying to stick to a plan? It truly is being in a place of balanced eating that allows you to really feel satisfied by your food. But many of us, when we release diets, we fall into this pattern of overeating because our body is simply asking for what we haven't given it for so long. But satisfaction is often mistaken for being satiation, which means 
eating until our body is full, which is very key and actually part of satisfaction. But satisfaction with food is twofold. It's physical and it's psychological. We need to be physically satisfied, so we need to be satiated, and I will talk about that, but we also need to be sensory satisfied. We need to enjoy what we eat, and if we don't, we end up searching for that satisfaction, and often this results in overeating later or at that actual meal. So let's start by digging in to both. Satiety is the first part of satisfaction. I encounter many women I work with who are just simply eating way too little for their body. They have been trying for so long to eat as little as possible because this plan told them to portion or that plan told them to track their macros or that plan told them to eat less than 1,200 calories a day, which by the way is what a toddler needs. Yes, that is a true fact. (laughs) And their whole goal is just to eat as little as possible. And they're eating just enough to not feel hungry in that moment. And then they're hungry really soon after. And they end up being in this constant cycle of feeling like they are constantly eating and they're constantly hungry. And this just perpetuates the feeling at war with food or feeling like nothing is ever keeping them full. And oftentimes, we are just simply not eating enough. And actually, the best thing that we can do for our bodies and for our metabolism is to eat enough food. But there are three specific elements on our plate that are going to help keep us full. So we can actually fill up at our meals, eat an amount that is right for us, and not feel Like we're constantly hungry, we're constantly going back for food, and then eventually overeating at dinner time or after dinner, which is the pattern I tend to see with so many women. So the three elements that keep us satiated at meals are fiber, protein, and fat. We get fiber primarily from vegetables, starchy and non-starchy vegetables, but the non-starchy vegetables tend to be higher in fiber than anything else. They're also high in micronutrients like vitamins and minerals, but your non-starchy vegetables are things like your greens and peppers and broccoli and um, those type of vegetables. And then your starchy vegetables are like your potatoes, your sweet potatoes, your winter squash, And you can also get fiber from things like greens and beans. These both, um, whole grains at least, these both have fiber as well. So making sure that you are eating a good amount of vegetables especially, and I I also forgot to mention fruit. Fruit is great too and also fiber filled. Um, So making sure that you are eating a good amount of vegetables or fruit, starchy and non-starchy vegetables at every meal is going to help to fill you up because it stretches your stomach and this quells ghrelin, which is one of our hunger hormones. It tells our body that we don't need to be hungry anymore. The second thing that helps to keep us satiated is protein. Protein is the most satiating nutrient and this is probably the one that I see women lacking in the most. Most women who have been on diets in the past are pretty good about eating vegetables. They might have a hard time 
eating vegetables they enjoy. And so that's something that we work on a lot, both in one-on-one coaching and in the Supermama Society. When I work with women, we talk about how to make food more satisfying. And that includes actually enjoying the food that you're eating, which we will talk about in a minute. And that means enjoying vegetables. But most women eat them whether or not they enjoy them. Protein tends to be something that a lot of women are lacking in. They'll have, you know, a couple slices of turkey on their sandwich, or they'll have like a little tiny scoop of beans, and they're wondering why they're so hungry in between meals. And it's probably because they don't have enough protein. Now, We also don't need to overdo the protein. It's actually pretty easy to get the amount of protein that we need, but we just want to make sure that we have some form of protein at all of our meals and most of our snacks as well. The other thing that keeps us physically satiated is fat. And the interesting thing about fat is fat is also something that helps to keep us satiated from or keep us satisfied from a sensory perspective. Fat is used in the culinary world for mouthfeel and also as a way to really drive the flavor in the dish. Um, I don't know a better way to put it. It's like the flavor carrier in dishes. So fat is just one of these like really wonderful parts of food that was demonized for so many years. But when we have healthy fats in our meal, this stimulates cholecystokinin, which is a hormone that stimulates bile production. So it tells our body that it's ready to start the digestion process. And then there's also that sensory element that I mentioned as well. We also need to have some form of carbohydrates in our meal to stay satisfied because if we don't, then our bodies are just going to crave them. So we want to focus on fiber, protein, and fat, and then we also want some carbs in there too. If you're getting your fiber from starchy vegetables, grains, and beans, you're probably getting enough carbohydrates. But um, if you're just eating vegetables, protein, and fat – Some of those meals might be great and satisfying, but if you're not eating any carbohydrates then or very few carbohydrates, because vegetables do have carbohydrates, they're just not high in them, um, and you're not eating fruit as well, then you might be lacking and you might be noticing cravings because your body needs all nutrients to be satisfied. So let's talk about satisfaction from a sensory side of things. So sensory satisfaction comes first and foremost from eating the foods that you actually enjoy without guilt or constraints. When we ditch dieting, it can be easy to say I'm no longer dieting, but a lot harder to start eating food without guilt. And this ultimately is a practice in permission. We need to give ourselves permission to enjoy our foods because when we are satisfied, we are more likely to eat the right amount for us. So that permission to choose satisfaction is a game changer when you're working on eating balance long term. When you start learning what is truly satisfying to you, because we are all unique, we all have different food preferences, um, different ratios of nutrients, different types of meals that feel good for us. When we can start noticing this, that is the sweet spot of eating in a way that's balanced and not restrictive. So what are the factors that make a meal really enjoyable? I'm going to put my chef hat on now and we are going to talk a little bit about the culinary side of things and what makes things enjoyable from a food perspective. So the first thing is the three flavor factors. If you've watched any of my live cooking videos over on Instagram, you might have heard me talk about these before. 
But the three flavor factors are taste, texture, and temperature. There are five elements of taste, sweet, salty, sour, bitter, and umami, which is that savory type flavor. And when our dishes have several of these different tastes, they don't have to have all of them, but when they have several of them, when there is a variety, and I'll talk about variety and balance in a second, but when there's a variety of them, this is more appealing to our taste buds, as well as making sure that there is a variety of textures within our dish. We don't want everything to be mushy. We want things that are crunchy. We want things that are crisp. We want things that are soft and creamy. We want things that have different textures to them. The more textures, the more variety of taste, the more appealing the dish. We also want to make sure that we have some sort of variance in temperature or the temperature isn't too extreme in one way or another. Now, temperature is both physical temperature, so it is like something's really hot or something's really cold. So imagine eating a scoop of ice cream that is like right out of the freezer. It's really, really cold. That's not appealing, and it's actually really hard to taste the flavor of the ice cream because our mouth is just overwhelmed by the temperature. The same thing with really hot soup. We burn our tongue and we actually oftentimes physically burn some of those taste buds off. (laughs) So we don't want the physical temperature to be too hot, but we also don't want the temperature, um, the perceived temperature to be overwhelming either. So imagine putting too much peppermint extract into something that would make something much too cool and that would be overwhelming to our taste buds. The same thing if you added too much cayenne pepper. It would be too hot, too spicy. That's a perceived temperature. It feels like our mouth is on fire or it feels like our mouth is frozen and that's just too much for our taste buds. So those aren't enjoyable. Ultimately, our body craves variety and balance. Actually, when it comes to everything, but especially when it comes to making a meal enjoyable. So you don't want too much of one flavor, one texture, or temperature. So as a cook, something that you can learn how to do is how to balance the different tastes. If it feels like something is a little bit too overwhelming, it's a little bit salty, we can balance that with a little bit of sweet or a little bit of sour. Something's a little bit bitter, we can balance that with a little bit of sweet. We can learn how to cool things down a little bit. So if something's a bit spicy, we can add a little bit of sour to it. We can learn very easily by tasting and adding and becoming more comfortable in the kitchen how to really balance the flavors in food and just consider things like does this have more than one flavor does this have more than one texture and just make sure that you have that variety there which will add to the satisfaction of your dish So I want to offer you just two really simple questions to ask yourself when you're deciding if a food is going to be satisfying for you. This is not a comprehensive list. This is just a starting point, but it's a place where you can begin to decide if your meal is satisfying. The first question is, is this what I want to eat or what I feel like I should eat? Are you choosing what you actually want when you look at the menu or when you look in the fridge? Or are you trying to be good? Are you allowing any of those old diet thoughts in that are telling you that this food is good or this food is bad? And if you're in the early stages of intuitive eating or becoming a balanced eater and you're like, well, yeah, those thoughts still come in all the time. 
that's okay. This is a practice. It's just about letting those thoughts go, reminding yourself that balance is something that happens over time. You are allowed to eat the foods that are satisfying and you are more likely to eat the right amount for you if you choose what is going to be most satisfying. We can bring in nutrients. We can bring in balance in that way. But in those early stages, this is really important that you are choosing what you want to eat because you want to eat it. And eventually we can add some more of those other elements to it as well. So number one, is this what I want to eat or what I feel like I should eat? Number two, is this enough to keep me full? Are you trying to eat less so you can save up for later? Remember, we need enough food and enough of all types of food to be satisfied on a regular basis. When our body is feeling deprived, this sets us up for imbalance later. And this is why I talk about the importance of creating a balanced plate without restricting ourselves or feeling deprived. So start here, okay? Start with, is this what I want to eat? And is this enough to keep me full? And once those questions are easy, then we can go a little bit deeper into the nuances. Is this what I want to eat? How can I bring in more balance? Is this enough to keep me full? How can I bring in more protein? How can I bring in more vegetables? But we need to start with the basics. We need to start with making sure that we are eating enough and making sure that we are allowing ourselves to be satisfied from both a physical side of things, from a satiation side of things, as well as a psychological side of things, that sensory satisfaction. We are really, truly enjoying our food. All of this is something that I talk about in depth in Balanced Eating Essentials, which is my brand new course that teaches the seven essential habits to becoming a balanced eater without rules, without restrictions, or boring, uninspiring meals. If my first course on complicated eating teaches you the why behind eating, this is the how. How to eat in a way that is nourishing but delicious, flexible, and dare I say balanced? This is a mini course, so it's smaller than my other courses, but there's really nothing mini about it except its size, kind of like me, which if you've heard my previous episodes, you know that I am only five feet tall. In this affordable, fun-sized, yet information-packed course, you will learn these seven habits to become a balanced eater in short and actionable video lessons, and we're going to go through them together, step-by-step, meal by meal. This course is short and sweet, actionable and life-changing if you want to know exactly how to eat without restriction. I like to think of it as intuitive eating 2.0. Once you get to that healthy mindset around food, you want to embrace some balance and eat and live in a way that makes you feel healthy and have energy every single day. Because balance doesn't need to be boring or hard. Head to healthybalancemama.com slash B-E-E to learn more and join. Thank you so much for listening today, friend. I hope this gave you some really great insight into what it means to create a satisfying meal from both a satiety perspective and also a culinary perspective. And just remember that learning what is satisfying is a practice and that satisfaction is about satiation and sensory satisfaction. So take some time to figure out what feels good in your body and have fun in the kitchen. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. If you loved it, would you take a screenshot and share it with a friend over on Instagram and tag me in it? 
It helps me so much to know what you love and are taking away from each episode. If you really loved it, would you hop over to iTunes and give me a star rating and review? Every rating and review helps this podcast be seen and heard by more women who need to hear the message of balance and wellness without deprivation. It's the best free gift you could give me. And as a reminder, the information and opinions on this podcast are meant for education and inspiration only and are not to be taken as medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult with a trusted practitioner before making any changes. Have a beautiful day, friend, and I'll see you in the next episode.